UX Podcast, episode 44, brought to you from UXLX 2013 in Lisbon, Portugal. Wednesday, May 15, 7 p.m. Listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology, and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Pear Axboom. Welcome to episode 44 of UX Podcast, brought to you straight from the UXLX venue in Lisbon, Portugal. Yep, just because I think we're going to get thrown out very shortly. They're oh, turning yeah. the lights off on us. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so it's the end of day on on the Wednesday. Day one, yeah, yeah. And we just finished the workshop. Second uh, workshop. Uh, visual thinking with uh, James Mcnuffo. Yeah, me and you yeah. in the same one. Yeah, yeah. That was good fun. Also uh, sketching. Uh, but our guest standing right before us is none other than Jeff Gothelf. Yeah, who we um, actually got asked if we could interview today. Yes, um, exactly. Twitter were asking yes. us to, to chat to you. You're, yes. you're uh, requested. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've also been mentioned in a couple of workshops this morning already. Yes, a little theme have. developing here. Right? It's, good Lean to, it's good to know. You know it's, good, it's good to hear that the ideas are, are getting some traction and, the, and that people are, are incorporating them into their different work, the work that they're doing. So it's nice to hear it come up. I, I heard it come up in, a, in Kevin Hoffman's uh, meeting that's right. Shops. Morning, yeah. it's, it's good to know that it's working. It came up in uh, lean ethnography, of course, as well with Kevin uh, Kelly Cotto. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's also really um, it's encouraging to hear it because the, these these ideas they're not new, but applying this thinking can get us uh, to be much more effective mm-hmm. at what we do, regardless of what it is that what slice of the UX mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. we take part in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thinking about things differently and reinventing them for the world that we live in. Right. This is software. Production has changed. Right? We, don't, we don't package software and ship it on shelves anymore, right? We um, we deliver it continuously, yeah. right? And so the work that we do needs to be delivered continuously. So how do we do that? Yeah. yeah. If you wonder what the noise in the background there is, the cleaner has started emptying the bins around us. But don't worry, <laughs> we, we we ride on. So now I, I also one thing I like about um, a lot of things that we're talking about um, now and Lean UX as well is, is how uh, practical it is. It's a practical tool. Um, we've we've got a, there's a whole lot of theoretical tools that we read about and hear about, but when you apply them, they fall apart. You can't really follow them. And that's yeah. where. Yeah, this is, look, this is this is about about doing work. It's not. It's fun. Initially, when I started talking about this a few years ago, we were like, "Oh, it's le- it's doing less work. Mm-hmm. It's shortcuts." Yeah. And it's it's not any of that really. I mean, doing any kind of lean development or, or applying lean anywhere, there, there's a rigor to it mm-hmm. that that you have to respect before you go into it. Right. It's it's creating the the minimally viable version of anything that you're doing is the first it's the first step in the yeah. process mm. from yeah. there it's really okay now we're engaging in this and we're testing it mm. and we're learning and we're iterating, iterating. and we're moving forward right so it's, it's actually it's not easy um, and uh, but what it does allow us to do is actually do more effective work and, and work that's actually more successful mm. yeah keep on moving so one, yeah. one thing uh, that Kelly was talking about is that it actually also gives her a, a vocabulary to talk about the stuff that she's doing so that people understand it as well uh, but she's also talking about changing the mindset of organizations to actually start working more lean. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest challenge for those of us who want to implement it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we weren't in your workshop, but you'll, you'll have like a tip about... It's, it's tough. I mean, yeah. the most... Because, because process is a reflection of culture. Mm. Yeah. And so you can't change the process if the culture won't allow it to change. Mm-hmm. Right? If, there's, if there's sort of an, an industrial area, command and control output-driven management style, 
uh, it's going to be very hard to change that. Um, and you're certainly not going to be able to adjust the process as a whole mm-hmm. around that. So what I would suggest and what I've seen su- be successful is to, is to tr- try this out with pilot teams. Yeah. So build a yeah. small pilot test. Maybe it's an internal project. Mm-hmm. Make it a, a, a mm-hmm. less risky thing by only involving four or five mm-hmm. people and letting them continually broadcast back to the organization what they're doing, what they're learning, mm-hmm. where they've failed, what they've learned from that, and how they're moving mm-hmm. forward, and then let the organization see how this process yeah. affects maybe an internal project and then take on an external project and, and build it that way. So using pilot teams I like to that. try this out. And that, that's good as well because you, you're actually there, you're iterating the actual process right. and testing and going forward with that. As that's well exactly as, right. As well as iterating within um, the, the, the process itself. That's right. Yeah. So you're iterating both the product and the process. Yes, and exactly. out, and that initial team serves a couple of purposes. Mm. One is they figure out how to work this way, just as a whole yeah. how to work this way. Yeah. And the other thing they're doing is they're bumping up against the limitations of that organization mm and they're figuring out how to get around them. Right. So they bump up against IT who won't build them an extra staging <laughs> yeah. environment to do their work. Yeah, exactly. So they figure out how to get around that. Yeah. They bump up against legal who mm. won't let them talk to real customers yeah. with anything that hasn't passed through legal. Right. Right. And they figure out how to work around that. Mm. They bump into the brand people who don't want them running these experiments mm. that might ruin any brand mm. perception. Yeah. Right. And so they figure out mm. not only how to work this way, but how to navigate the organization mm. to continue to work this way. Right. And that's the, the real power of these things. But they need to be transparent about what they do and right. broadcast their knowledge back out to the organization. Right. Yeah. I've heard actually stories about doing it like that, like a bottom-up uh, thing, and other teams getting sort of jealous that, oh, look at that team over there. They're doing this new cool thing. And yeah. that's how you actually get other people to adopt it. Yeah. Same, or the developer same you had in the first iteration the, then goes off to another project and right. almost demands that you do it in that way because it works so well and exactly. you have so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that happen. So I've, I've seen that actually. adoption to yeah. happen. Yeah. So, so plus one. Mm. On exactly. Because I've actually seen it happen in real life where cool. teams are kind of looking over and they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you working this way? Why are you smiling at work? <laughs> no one should smile at work. It's terrible. Yeah. Get back right? to work. Stop yeah, smiling. get back to work and stop smiling. Uh, no, but seriously, yeah. people, people do. Yeah. It, it happens. It's, right? it's, it's viral marketing. That's right. Well, that's that's it, what it we really do. Yeah. And, and being transparent yeah. and broadcasting out is that viral marketing, mm. that internal mm. viral marketing. It's a good, it's a good yeah. way to do it. I remember as well from because uh, we were here last year. Of course, we listened to you present on the conference day. I remember you as well saying about how with startups now, the lean UX is the is the way you have to go. There's no choice with with the startups. And then you're saying it's of course more of a challenge when you get onto the incumbent organisations and and all the companies with the culture and so on. Yeah. And then also distant. I think you talked about as well when you were working with distributed teams. Then it's a bit of a challenge. It's it's a, it's a huge challenge, but it can be done. Again, and as I mentioned in the workshop, is is. Uh, you have to. You can. You can do it with distributed teams. The tools exist. Mm-hmm. Right? There are virtual collaboration and sharing and video conferencing tools that, that can work. But you have to be awake at the same time <laughs> as your colleagues. Yeah. That's that's the one critical criteria. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're working with people who are a dozen or 15 hours away from you, uh, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's, go- it's going to break down. You have to be share some awake time during the day yeah. so you can actually see each other and actually collaborate. Yeah. Sometime. I, I can agree with that. one. I've been I've been involved in. Um, in, in what projects and, and departments when um, we've been global, and then you have that that one hour where you, know, you can convince the person in Australia to stay awake, mm. and you can get the person in America up early, and you're in, yeah. you know you yeah. strand your lunch hour or something, and you, you, you just have that. Twice, maybe. No, not as a regular thing. Yeah, kind of every week. It just they just say, no, we can't do it. And it's it's very difficult to do a fully global live collaboration thing. Um, Absolutely, challenge. But so, what was it like doing a workshop here? What's your experience of the conference so far? Uh, this is my second year here, yeah. so I was here last year. I didn't, I didn't teach a workshop last year. I just gave a talk. This is a great event. I mean, yeah. This is just an amazingly well-run, well-curated, 
fun event. It's, uh, I love the city, and um, it, I'm so excited to be asked to come back mm-hmm. this year. I had a really great uh, crowd in the in the workshop mm-hmm. today. I'm doing another one tomorrow, right. where folks were um, were engaged, asking really tough questions, mm-hmm. and and genuinely trying to make this work and figuring out how it works in their process. Mm-hmm. And so that's been uh, that's, that's always rewarding for me. Is you know really the the, the payoff for me is, is you know, people do the exercises and, and they, they get creative. Yeah. But really the Q and A at the end, where they okay, they, they've kind of ingested this idea. They've been digesting for a couple of hours, yeah. and then they're finally ready to ask the tough questions, and that's that's really yeah. kind of when we get to the heart of it. And uh, and look, it's interesting for me. I hear new uh, it's contexts and, and yeah, yeah, and new, new feedback and new use cases for this stuff, mm. and it informs my process, and I, yeah. I, I learn and get better. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do you get a chance to iterate for tomorrow? Uh, I might do some iteration yeah. on the slides yeah. a little bit for tomorrow. I definitely there's definitely some things I'd like to add. Um, from some other talks that I gave that I think would make good sense uh, for this audience. And, uh, and every time, every time I, this is the thing I've learned, um, and it's happened increasingly, speaking of iteration, I've de-Americanized my, my presentation. I mean, when I first started uh, talking about this stuff, there's so many American yep. cultural references yeah. because that's initially where my audience was. Yeah. And then as I started to speak more, more globally, um, some of these slides and these jokes fall on deaf ears. <laughs> <laughs> just like blank. I'm like, this is funny. Yeah. And I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it works that way as well, though. If you've, if, well. if you've been to enough conferences and seen enough speakers, like yeah. we probably have yeah. now, you start to learn the references and understand yeah. them and laugh along anyway. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, the most revealing thing is that I talk about a lot about two pizza teams uh, being a, a team. It's a, it's a team that you can feed with two pizzas. Any more than that is too big of a team. It's a Jeff Bezos quote, right? Yeah. And so I've given this talk in Europe and in London, especially, and people start laughing at me. They must be American pizzas. Right? So pizzas yeah. in London are very, very small. Yeah, pizzas in Europe one person. Yeah, one yeah. Person. yeah. So, yeah. Pizzas in, in, in the U.S. are very big. Yeah. And so it's a two pizza team. So my family actually had an opposite experience. They went to the States and ordered one pizza each. That was a yeah. pizza for the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so are you coming to the dinner tonight? I am going to go yeah. to the dinner. Yeah. We'll see you there. We have to wrap up because yeah. we are getting through it now. We, we, now. We've been told Quite it's time yes. to leave. Um, <laughs> okay. So thanks, thanks so much for thanks very much for spending the time. Thank yeah. you guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. All right. Remember That's it. I'm hungry. Yeah. See you on the other side where the lunch is. Dinner. Food. Feed me. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to UX Podcasts with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX.